nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Catalonia's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you GarageLogic podcast number 653, July 16th. No. The month's half over, 2021. 102 degrees was the high on this day, and that happened in 1926. And it was 51 on two occasions, 1911 and 19. 58, this incredible swimming summer carries on. I've been reading about, uh, because of the weather conditions, the uh, plentiful weeds at swimming beaches, not where they use Aquaside products. Aquaside will keep your beach free of weeds and muck and algae all season long. They're easy to use products, they work quickly, and there is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or the old swimming hole this summer. Call Aquaside today, they'll identify your problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside, White Bear Lake Company, at 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. We done yet! No. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, Uh, it's Garage Logic, with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Kraken Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. That was an ad that used to run on the radio station. And Rookie and I took it upon ourselves to cut up the little sound bites mm-hmm. to drive the mayor insane. And it worked. It did work yeah. to the point where you told us to stop it or we were both fired. Now? See, that's I'm not going to do that anymore. Our friend, the Reverend Tim Christopher, invited himself on, and we're grateful for that. <laughs> he, uh, he, he wants to, to set that. some things straight. He wants to set some things straight about these so-called pre- pretextual stops, traffic stops for the missing license plate or the busted tail light or what have you. And I, I really don't know. He's been corresponding with Chris, and uh, I really don't know what he has in mind for us. But uh, I'm more than willing to uh, entertain the Reverend's thoughts. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Greg writes, Two years ago, I went to the fair in Rapid City, South Dakota. I saw a bluegrass band play Uptown Funk, and in the German tent was a black family polka dancing. Nice. At that moment, I thought we were all going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, here we go. The Reverend is ready, sir. Hi, Tim. Hey, Joe. How you doing? How are you? Are you going to take issue with us? Uh, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just on just on one one just on one thing. Yep. <laughs> that that I, I was listening to the show yesterday, and I was. Sitting here going, man, um, you guys are painting a picture out like uh, black people are really down, down for the defund the police situation thing, and that's kind of just not true. I mean, we uh, we enjoy the police just like everybody else. No, we Tim, Tim, I would have always, I always clarify that it's a, there's an activist 
a segment of the population that wants to defund the police. I've never, I've never considered that the average African American citizen of the Twin Cities wants to defund the police. In fact, some African American Don Samuels and some others sued the city to hire more police. That, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And I'm glad you said that. That's that's what I was going to say because you know there's a couple of us that uh, uh, I was at that meeting when he was talking about suing, you know getting on the city about that situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, that and, and, and the whole situation with just how we view a stop. Right. You know, you, you was asking that question, okay, how far do your, your Armstrongs go? Right. Uh, how, how, how far does she want to go? Only thing we're saying is don't stop us for a tag and all of a sudden it, it does like it always do. It escalates into more. And I, and I say that from experience. You know, all of a sudden is I, I stopped you because you got a tail light out. Right. And all of a sudden that tail light turns into, well, can I check your car? Right. And I go, no, you can't check my car. Just give me my ticket for my, my tail light. Wait a minute. As a police officer, I've got a right to do this and do this here. Well, more than likely, you know, we're going to get all upset and get mad because of the, the history that we have with the police. Right. So that turns into more. And the next thing you know, somebody, you know, either somebody's dead or cops chasing somebody or something's going wrong. So that's what the African-American community is saying. Don't use a, a, a uh, expired tag to, to stop me. Now, you want to stop me for speeding. You want to stop me for you know, not doing, doing the, you know, driving crazy in traffic and all this here type of stuff. But if you're going to stop me for something, give me the ticket for what you stopped me for. Don't tell me you're going to bring the dogs around my car. Don't, don't tell me I look like someone or I fit the description. Those type things is what escalates into more. Okay, I, I understand completely, and I've made it clear that I understand why the black community would wish to end these so-called pretextual stops because of history. I get that. Here's what we wrestle with. Where do you draw the line, Hunt? What, what will be an acceptable reason for the police to stop a driver who happens to be black? Well, he's speeding, Joe. Okay, but I think you have activists in town, Nakima Levy Armstrong, chief among them, who would yeah. probably probably call that racial profiling. But you can't listen to them, Joe. You well, can't listen to them. I agree. I don't no. want to listen to them, but they get all the attention. I, I know, well, and that's exactly what I want to say to you. Look who always get the attention. That's what that's what the news media do. They go find the loudest mouth. They go find the ignorant people, and those are the people they run. They they don't come talk to me. No, they don't. I've got I've got. Here's the funny thing, I've got people from the news who follow me Mm -hmm. that easily could call me up and say, "Well, what do you think about what they did at the Rotunda Mm -hmm. on yesterday? Mm -hmm. You think they're gonna call me? You think they're gonna ask me? No, that's a shame because they get all the pub, and then that's who you guys run with." Because she's going to get in the rotunda and run off at the mouth. And, and we're sitting here going, that's not what we're saying. That's not us. That's right. That's not every black person. But, you know, the, the audience that listen to you look at it and go, uh, well, why are you backing these people? We're not backing no one. Right. We're just not getting heard. <laughs> that, that's what the problem is. But, 
but they get all the pub when they want to sit there and call everything racist. Listen, listen. <laughs> if if it's a law that says you got to have a front license plate, get the front license plate. Mm-hmm. You know the law. Mm-hmm. That's simple. There's no there, there's nothing racial about that. No, there's nothing racial about you're supposed to have a front license plate. Right, but then we're stopping him. Racial profiling. Well, the way the way it was put to me mm-hmm. when I spoke with him, it was more that the cop actually looked him in the face to kind of see who he was, mm-hmm. and then he came after. Kenny, that, Kenny's got a question for you. You just answered it. You oh. just answered it. Oh. That was my question. So mm-hmm. that's that's what. That's what I was told. I can't say anymore because certain things are going to happen, and then after that, we're going to have a sit-down, and I'm going to try to figure out just what the heck is going on to the point that, you know, we sit here going, dude, you run for... Anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I wish the news gathering institutions would uh, uh, use you more often. I wish they would contact you. They won't because they don't want the truth, Joe. You, you're the only one that wants the truth in town. Nobody, nobody else wants the truth. I was listening to a show today. Uh, they start with a D and a uh, J and a D. They don't want the truth. Mm-hmm. They they want to they want to spew all of this here stuff. And the bad part about it, it makes me look bad mm-hmm. because a lot of people look at it and go, "Well, that's every black person." No, it's not every black person. Not every black person vote for Democrats every single year. But if you listen to some people's audience, they swear up and down that that's all black people ever do is vote for. Democrats. That's are, all we ever do. Are you an admirer of John Thompson as a state legislator? I'm, a, I'm not an admirer of his, but I have walked with John before any of this here stuff took off. Mm-hmm. Before John went to Hugo and did what he did, mm-hmm. and then I turned around and went up there, not not following John to to make things better for him to do what he do. That, that that's That's not what this is about. I'm not going to throw the man away. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do that, and 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 because I understand a lot of, I understand a little bit more than a lot of other people understand mm-hmm. and, and see what's going on because I'm able to call him and I'm able to talk to him, and when he does things, I'm able to sit here and go, John, that's not right. <laughs> what if you uh, what if you, what if you discover he was elected illegally? Then I've got a problem with that, mm-hmm. and, and I've said, and, and, and I've said that. Mm-hmm. If, if if his paperwork, just like I said to him, if your paperwork isn't the way it's supposed to be, brother, mm-hmm. you've got to get right. You've got to get clean, mm-hmm. and we've got to make this right. Because this is what I, I I see it this way: the the bottom line comes down to it. Like him or not, he's going to put pressure on them up there. Mm-hmm. And he's going to kick some doors down. Because the when, when, when it's all said and done, one of the reasons for the defund the police thing is we have been asking for years, Joe, for something to change. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then that's when people start going, what? Okay, you don't want to change? Okay, then we want to take money from you. You don't want to change if we take money from you? Then we just want to get rid of you. 110, just completely get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Which, which, all of that is wrong. I have said over and over, you make changes, you get money. You don't make changes, you don't get no money. That's simple. It's up to you what you want to do. I said that 
to Arredondo sitting right next to him in someone's backyard, in Don Samuel's backyard. Mm-hmm. So, so at the at the end of the day, I understand everybody's mad at John. John went up to Hugo, showed his butt up in Hugo, knew that was totally wrong. Then he comes back here and he sits here and he says that it's racist that this man um, stopped him. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: I wasn't there. Nobody knows what's in his mind. Nobody knows what's in John's mind. Let it play out. Let's figure this thing out. Somebody's got to start asking answer some questions. The DFL has got to come clean. That's the bottom line. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But this is what I do know, that the DFL do realize that if they mess with John Thompson, mm-hmm. oh, they're in, some, they're in a world of hurt when it comes to the black community. They know that. They know that. They well, can't mess with. Uh, see, I find that troubling. Uh, yeah, I find that troubling from this standpoint. I don't think he's an upstanding uh, legislative representative. So you're telling me that if the DFL caucus in some way tried to rein him in, they would face a backlash from the black community. So the logic would suggest the black community is in favor of his behavior. The black community is in favor, basically, uh, of sitting there saying they want to railroad a black man. They're not in favor of his, his behavior. Mm-hmm. What, what, what John did, and just like, in, like I said, when he went to Hugo, mm-hmm. I wasn't in favor of that. I got a phone call. They asked me to come up and pray with them and talk with them and see that they're not a bad community. I did not turn that down. I could have easily said, nope. I'm not coming up there, but I went because I knew that was right. With this here situation, should he apologize to this cop? I think he should. I do, too. I think he should, he should apologize and say, yo, I misread the situation. Totally my fault. But I'm saying, let it all play out. All right. Let it all play out. All right. You feel better well, now, I hope? Uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not done yet here. We're not done. All right. We're not done. All right. We're not done. <laughs> I, I I really hate blaming the media, but look what I've learned, something that, that I've thought for a while and it's been confirmed now. Guys like you, Tim, Reverend Tim, you get no coverage. Uh, you're a decent, upstanding citizen, member of the clergy, doing good work 24 hours a day. John Thompson, every time he opens his mouth, gets major coverage. And they, they, go, out of, they go out of their way to find him. And, and they won't even knock on your door or give you a phone call. That's driving me crazy. Because it sells. That doesn't. People hating John Thompson sells more than people liking what I do and the things that we do. Don't you know we just got two more kids out of gangs? We got two kids out of gangs. Mm-hmm. And you think that would sell in a newspaper? No. I, I'm about to take two kids next Saturday. And, and put them in clothes, put them in suits. They're going to walk into church, and they're going to turn their life over to God. You think right on. the news want to hear that? No. Come on, man. That doesn't sell. No. That Reverend, doesn't sell. Uh, I've been working, we've been working, I've been working with, this, with this pastor for months to get these kids mm-hmm. because they're worth it. But you think the news wants to hear that? Mm. No. And, and, and I got you guys to thank for that, and I got the fam to thank for that. For doing what they don't want to hear stuff like that. that that's too. That's to it. You know what they want to hear? They want to hear somebody sitting there saying that somebody that that they was pulled over because of a violation, but they want to turn it into something else. So now 
They, they, well, this is just like the police department. This is what we're talking about. Okay, it should just be about a ticket. No, no, you found something else on John. You know, you found that, that, that you think that he don't live where he lives. And because of his driver's license that's in Wisconsin, it's this and this. Same thing what we're talking about with the police department. Police pull us over, they find eight, nine different other reasons to try to haul us into jail. All right, sir. Wait a second. I got to tell Reverend a story. Uh, Rev, you know I moved up to the country last fall, right? Been living up here, peace and quiet, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) I'm laying laying in bed last night about 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I hear a bunch of coyotes that sound like they're right out my back door. I burst out of my bedroom. I run to the room where the AR is. I go running through the living room with my AR, burst out the door, and my wife almost called 911. She thought we were under attack. She thought, I thought we were back in South Minneapolis. What are you doing? What's going on? Where are you going with that thing? And I'm like, be quiet, coyotes, be quiet, be quiet. That's the kind of drama I live with uh, these days, Rev. I just had to tell you that story. Well, that's that's awesome. That that's the type of drama we all should live with. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just worried about that instead of a, you know your phone ringing or something at two o'clock in the morning and, and somebody didn't shot up someone. You so know, speaking it, it, of it's that, sad. speaking of that, are you going to be able to lay low this weekend? I saw on Twitter and I tweeted you uh, that you have an empty house and no plans for the weekend. Are you in fact going to be able to relax all weekend long? No, I, I I have to. I, I just I, I've got to I've got to pull it down a little bit because the, the wife she told me I did. Yeah. <laughs> listen to her. She Always who must yeah, be yeah, obeyed. Trust me. When 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 she says enough is enough for a while, because I I you know I coach my 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 grandson's all baseball team. Then I turn around and coach the all star team. Then I've been running around chasing these kids in in this gang, trying to get them to turn their life over to God. Then I found a new uh, place where the homeless camps is. So I've been serving them, going out and serving them at night. And then, I, you know, I got a full-time job. So she she reined me in. Hey, man. Give me your ad. We need your address, your uh, web address and all that. Give that to us one more time. Yeah, so um, shepherdsworksmn.org. Shepherdsworksmn.org. All right. Cool. Yep, that's where we're at, and that's where we try to help and, and do things. Tim, so. thank you very much. No, thank you guys. Like All right. I always, thank you guys for giving me a good one. Thank you. Anytime, thank Rav. Thank you. Thanks, Rev. Thank All right, you. bro. Thank you. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> See ya. Well, we veered off there and, and got a little slice of Kenny's life in the woods, and he's hearing coyotes. <laughs> well, I had Some a people... little bit of that sounder, by the way. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Here's Kenny. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you where else ago, you. I, I'll tell you I, where else you escaped the noise of the world. Giants Ridge. There you go. With two of the best public golf courses in the country, much less Minnesota. The Quarry and the Legend. They're the best value around too. There's a great deal all season long. A 37 hole special. Play the Legend and the Quarry. That's 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch between rounds on them for mm-hmm. one incredible rate. $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends, and you get the meal at the Wakuta Grill. But it's more than golf. It's nature. It's water recreation, hiking and biking, and lovely, lovely views of the water. View 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com, and you can learn more. Book tea times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling them at 218 865 
Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I've had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. Or has he? Hmm. Is this uh, Dylan Reese or Dylan Hyde? This is Dylan Hyde, sir. Dylan Hyde. God, he's good. I love that. Keep this playing, Reavers. I want to give away some uh, seafoam swag product right now. A wonderful product in a world of bad gas and bad trannies and thankfully seafoam just as available as a tank of gas we're going to pick another name right now in our seafoam works stories you send your favorite seafoam work story how it saved your life to k olson at garagelogic.com we might just draw your name i drew number 16 his name is chris he's a mechanical engineer he drives a 2000 oh such this will drive you crazy driving a 2004 silverado with 245k on it wow. yeah <laughs> wow about 10k ago the tranny started to slip coming out of first wouldn't shift into reverse in cold mornings he dumped in a can of seafoam trans tune and viola viola it's back to normal again he put about 50 miles on it and that's all it took no more slip craig uh, i mean chris you are the winner i'll be getting a hold of you uh, thank you for your contribution meanwhile like i said GLR, send your seafoam works stories to k olson at garagelogic.com a wonderful product in a world of bad gas uh, john thompson uh, appears to be always jumping between a fire and a frying pan uh, he's in court today the trial is a holdover from before uh, John Thompson was elected as a state representative. Uh, it's a case that uh, stems from, uh, he's been accused of trespassing and obstructing legal process from a November 2019 incident uh, at North Memorial Hospital. He is being tried in Hennepin County District Court. In the Robbinsdale case, Thompson was, I have a question about this, which is the only reason I'm bringing this up. Okay. It's a misdemeanor, he's not gonna suffer serious consequences. In the Robbinsdale case, Thompson was part of a large group of people, police estimated at least 50, that congregated at North Memorial Hospital at about 11 a.m., where a close family friend of his, Thompson's, was admitted following a suicide attempt, according to court documents. The friend was suffering from a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. News reports at the time described the scene as chaotic, with two people fighting and others pounding on doors and banging on windows, 
trying to gain access to locked rooms. The hospital went into lockdown and multiple officers from several agencies were called to the scene. Thompson recorded part of the incident on his cell phone, which was included in a CBS television report. In it, he pans around a hospital corridor showing several uniformed officers. This is how they treat y'all at the door when you try to see your loved one, he said. This is insensitivity. When told by an officer to calm down, he replied, would you be calm if security surrounded you like you was a criminal? The officer, I'm quoting verbatim, the officer named in uh, court documents as Robbinsdale Police Sergeant Christopher Woodhall responded, I wouldn't be screaming and shouting. You're screaming and shouting like an idiot. To which Thompson replied, you're an idiot. He was then arrested and transported to the Robbinsdale Police Station, cited and released Uh, In a memorandum filed March 18th, 2020, Thompson's attorney, Jordan Kushner, said Mr. Thompson is now forced to go through the court proceedings to defend himself and his reputation. Kushner requested documents and surveillance video from the hospital, hoping to prove a pattern of discriminatory conduct by the hospital. Thompson's charges are misdemeanors, which means he should he be convicted, he could face less than a year in jail. Uh, Many uh, cases are solved before trial. This one wasn't. Uh, here's the only question I have about this. Hmm. How could such a thing possibly turn into such riotous behavior? I don't get that. I don't. Well, I think we all probably know the answer to that. I don't know the answer. Well, look at the way he, look at the way he dealt with the reporters that we talked about the other day. I just think that he's the kind of guy that this is how he handles any type of confrontation. This is just his natural reaction but, to that. But are, were they reacting to hospital rules, which would have prevented fifty people from entering the room of their that I don't of know. their friend? Right. That's what's that's what's concerning. That's, or, or that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there you don't go to the hospital and start banging on doors and windows, right? If you're concerned about someone, I don't know to what extent he was a window banger. I don't know that. No, I think he was reacting to the security at the hospital, which were reacting to the crowd. And I, I think calmer voices should have prevailed in all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, you know. okay, but if you're one of those 50 people and you're acting somewhat aggressively because you want to see your loved one, you must at some point realize that we pretty much have a whole bunch of people here and we're looking pretty angry. That's pretty intimidating. So you would have to give the hospital staff some slack saying uh, we can let three people in or we can let two or family members only. Not all 50 can go down to Ward 6. I was just puzzled why uh, such a sober occasion uh, would result in such nonsense. It just doesn't right. seem it to make a lot of sense. No. Uh, are you aware of uh, the criticism leveled at Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher Yes, uh, for another um, one of his— editions of the live on patrol broadcast uh, yeah yeah i am uh he, were uh, you guys on that rick you were on that i have been on yeah. yes joe were you on no, that? i was I supposed to be oh very entertaining to follow uh fletcher's critics say uh he he used the term uh suspected criminals should have been told at sundown to get out of town well i only know that from westerns yeah What's, I don't get it. What's wrong with that? Well, you got to leave town by sundown, Well, they say to a criminal. Let me finish the story. Okay. Fletcher's critics say the comment during the broadcast a week ago, Monday, refers to so-called sundown towns 
communities that for decades kept out black people or other groups by warning them to leave or stay away before the sun went down. Okay, I can honestly tell you I did not know there were such things as sundown towns. I had no idea. I did, but my my whole reference is outlaw uh, cowboy movies. Me too. Right? That's, and that's, Holly, that's what Hollywood. Fletcher said. Fletcher's comment was denounced by three elected officials, including St. Paul City Council member Mitra Jalali, who called it disgusting and unacceptable. This Has is, she said one word about John Thompson? No. No. But this guy, obviously they never watched the same westerns that I did, where the sheriff told gunslingers to get out of town, he Fletcher mm-hmm, said. Yeah. There were yeah. no racial connotations intended. Bad guys in the westerns were white. This is a witch hunt. Well, of course it is. They, they, they hate the fact that he's showing the true colors of this city they're right. trying to govern. Right. Uh, Fletcher's comments, oh, the printer screwed up again. After running the video, uh, he was talking about some possible addresses of some criminal suspects, which we didn't want aired before we actually go swing by those addresses. Yep, we don't want we don't want them to know we have the addresses. Said his his partner Pat Scott, who was a part time crime analyst for the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office and a retired longtime St. Paul police officer. Fletcher said a hundred years ago, though, we would have just told them, "Okay, son, you got till sundown to get out of town," and then Scott can be heard laughing. And then the woke uh, among us went uh, uh, crazy. Uh, the the Twitter account Whittier Cop Watch shared a video clip of the comment Tuesday night resulting in 300 retweets, 25,000 views, and plenty of social media backlash. Soon Twitter users... T- Boy, aren't there a lot of people out there waiting to be offended? There yes. really is. Yeah. Looking, looking yeah. for just, an avenue. It's just amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. County board member Trista Matas-Castillo and others in an attempt to bring it to their attention must... Mastas Castillo called it horrendous. That's Again, not. no word about John Thompson's behavior. In your opinion, the let, word- me, let me finish okay. this. It is appalling to me that people speak without thinking, with no concern for the harm it causes, she said. In Ramsey County, we have been so committed to racial equity and to breaking down barriers of systemic racism and white supremacy. And to have an elected official like the sheriff just blatantly ignore these efforts and speak that way is really awful. Councilmember Jalili uh, went to Twitter saying that Fletcher should resign. No. Are you kidding me? Wistful callbacks to sundown towns where police violently harassed and killed black people after dark are disgusting and acceptable, her tweet read. Jalili hopes Ramsey County Board investigates the video and the necessary consequences are brought against Fletcher and the sheriff's office. Bullshit. Are you crazy? I know, I've known Fletcher for 30 years. Yep. Maybe longer. He was thinking of Roy Rogers and Gene Autry. I see right through it. Oh, I can the, see, see. Those were the worst cowboy movies. Yeah, Heck, you whatever. sound like my dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awful. Lone Ranger. Hey. We're looking more at Josie Wales. It's just. The problem is we've got a, se- a certain section of, of our population that's spending every moment of every day looking for something to be offended about. Including the people in the salon who have no standards of consistency whatsoever. Nope. Have never spoken out about John Thompson. Uh, I, I wonder who the council... Who's the council member, Rook? Look it up, the city council wards in St. Paul. Uh, who's the council member that would be uh, representing... 
the east side of St. Paul. It might be Jane Prince. Is it Dai Tao? Maybe it's Dai Tao. Oh, but in any event, this Jalili, whoever she is, she has no standards for her own uh, virtue, for her own application of virtue. No one's going to ever comment about John Thompson, including me after this week. The hell with him. Let it go away. He's not, Reverend Tim opened my eyes. They're not going to discipline him. Nope. And he's 100% even if he's, correct. Even if he's found to have been elected illegally. Yep. The you have the social justice network that will step in and say he feared for his life to the point where he had to live you, where he lived. You you can't let it go, Joe, because like we've said a million times, and I know it sounds like a cliche, if this was from the right side, if this was a Republican, he'd already be gone. Therefore, you cannot let this go. You've got to keep pushing back. Well, why, yeah, why, why is Believe it— Believe me. Why is it— I don't want to bear the burden of the responsibility to see him removed from the legislature because right. plus because I I don't have I don't who am I to say that he should be removed from the legislature what I'm most concerned about is that it's left to people like me to wonder yeah his own caucus won't do anything right mm-hmm. and it, it paints us you and the rest of us as Racist. A bunch of right-wing cranks yeah, and, bunch of yeah, racist and dumb, dumb old cracker old men. Yeah, well, I know. Oh, well, that's what we are. <laughs> well, you know, if the shoes fit. Yeah. Walks like a duck, you know. What Squawks you like a duck. I, I, just oh, found per- it a, I just find it amusing that uh, Fletcher gets in trouble with these fruitcakes because of a benign reference to get out of town. And uh, which is he's true. It's on every old cowboy movie you ever saw. But I don't hear a peep out of these people. Uh, they didn't have. There wasn't a peep from their uh, in uh, in the Hugo case with Thompson. There's not a peep from them in the accusations of racial profiling. Uh, but this is what they do. And speaking of benign references, eventually they're going to come for you for using the word fruitcake. I don't when, care. When when you use the term fruitcake, okay, you're knucklehead, using it. knucklehead. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. But you use it, and uh, uh, eventually somebody's going to hear it, and they're going to come for you, thinking that you're making a slur, um, uh, you know, against homosexuals. Oh, when, I've been using not. the word fruitcake all my life. I have never I knew about homosexuality when I was using it at 12 years old. Right. But I'll go knucklehead if that pleases people. I like hooplehead. Hooplehead, knucklehead, jarhead. Yeah. Yeah, Jughead, Jughead, Nelsie. Oh, Jughead's a good one. Nelsie Yang, it looks like that's Ward 6. She's the Ward 6. Nelsie Yang. Uh, Voted in January of 2020. She's the youngest and first Hmong American woman elected as council member in the history of St. Paul. That's it. It's benign references. You can't make benign references anymore. That's where we're at in this world. Why? Because, because, exactly, Matthew. That's the question. No, no, no. Wait, Kenny, Kenny. You can if you play for a certain team. You know, we can't. But those that are, you know, in love with the the, the left leaning lifestyle, they're that's fair game. They can do whatever they want. But I understand why I can't say the f word on radio. I understand that. Okay, it's not comparable though, man. Uh, but if I'm calling somebody, ah, oh, that guy's a fruitcake. What's going on with that? That's. That's not, you can't be held accountable for anything. Well, technically, you could always say that word on the radio once. Well, right, the first time. <laughs> I could which say the be, word Which once. would be the last time. Right, right. which would be the last right. time you cracked the microphone. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Isn't that something? 
<laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, hey, how you doing? Are you? Uh, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm sure. I am. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. We <laughs> tried again. What about you? hundred percent. You too? I am. Yeah. Okay. We all are, Charlie. I am. No, are you, question, a, are you considering, are you considering, if you're an employer, are you considering a return to work? Do you want your troops coming back? A lot of businesses do. Do you want to change where you work? Do you want to avoid the hassles of downtown? Maybe your lease is up downtown. Why return there and wait in line for elevators and construction projects and parking spots when there's a place like Centerpoint of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park? There we go. It's an eight-building campus. It's a park-like setting surrounded by trees, Close to walking trails, bike trails, great lunch patios. And you're, it's a free parking spot. There's your parking spot right there. Boom. Boom. And your own restroom. Boom. And no elevators Love to that. wait for. Love that. It's just really, really peaceful. And it's very easy access to highways 55, 62, 494, 35E. And uh, each space is customizable. So you can get exactly what you want. It's locally owned and operated. For more info, visit... Escape to Mendota, that's one word. Escape to Mendota.com lets you and your employees work where it's easier to work. So, uh, have you been to Sodi's yet? The only way to make a great day better is to put a flame to a great cigar, and Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, it's the place to stock up a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful smoking lounge, completely separated, by the way, from the purchasing area, so you don't have to deal with prying eyes. They've got a great state-of-the-art ventilation system there, and the guys at Sodi's, they've got the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you frequent customers. They usually sign up for this special membership deal. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker and a 15% discount on all store merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and there's Sodi's Pipe and Cigar right there on your right. You can also find them at SodiCigars.com. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason— to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. I know this is weird, but we live in weird times. And when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Right, Hunter Thompson? And this is how we're going to turn pro. This is how we're going to do it. You're going to call Chris Miller and his crew at aimhighconstructionmn.com right now, today, this weekend, very soon. And you're going to talk to them about doing work this winter, this fall, this winter, next spring. That's how weird the times are right now. 
Um, if you have an emergency or, oh, God, I hope it doesn't happen, but if hail ro- ro- rolls through, strong wind, you need something done now, yes, absolutely, call right away. Maybe aim high construction. They're going to try to help you if they, if they can, okay? But if you have a project, maybe an indoor project that can wait, winter or spring, yeah, get on the schedule right now. Get in touch with Chris uh, because it's going to be a win-win situation. Number one, lumber futures dropping every day, products becoming more available, prices going down, and whatever materials cost that you get quoted right now in the next couple of weeks, as prices drop, so does the quote. So we're all going to win here. These guys are the best in the business. They're professionals. Everything they do is done to perfection. Like me, you will be satisfied. Again, it's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Oh, just a bit. You got that? <laughs> yeah. You ready? Well, I thought I was. Well, he's ready to go. <laughs> Sometimes he has to wait. I was reading a column by Jason Whitlock, uh, oh, in which, I, which I learned that uh, the National Football League is now going to play the Black National Anthem before games, and that uh, the players will be allowed to have uh, social media messages on their uniforms and helmets. And, oh, uh, oh, my God, stop it! Well, uh, yesterday it was reported the NFL will make the Black National Anthem standard procedure at, it as, at its pregame activities. It was also reported that social justice messages will return on the backs of helmets and throughout the stadiums. Uh, This is Whitlock writing, the news surprised some sports fans, even the super woke NBA backed away from its social justice messaging this season. The words Black Lives Matter were stripped from the court. This past NBA season felt halfway normal. The games no longer felt like ESPN's Maria Taylor was wagging a finger of blame as you watched. Sports fans wrongly assumed the NFL would make the same pivot to normalcy as the NBA did. Nope, not true. Different men have different standards to achieve uh, made status in the alphabet mafia. He's talking about LGBTQ mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. The NFL has more hoops to jump through. It's a uh, it's a process. And he notes that embracing the Black National Anthem is part of the process. Continuing the uh, uh, pagan worship of the good Reverend George Floyd, Luther III is part of the process. I don't know what he's referring to there. Uh, and he's also <laughs> saying, why would the NFL do this? Does anyone have a clue? Because uh, the league has been promised if it promotes the appropriate narrative, somebody can hit the foghorn. I got it right here. That corporate media will quit terrorizing its brand with false and exaggerated accusations of racism and a lack of safety. The NFL's public relations problems regarding black head coaches and head trauma will disappear. The league has been bullied into submission. The poor and weak leadership of Commissioner Roger Goodell and Executive VP of Football Operations Troy Vincent has made pop culture's strongest force, the NFL, vulnerable. Football is being brought into the secret society. The fraternal satanic satanic organizations reshaping global society. Global elites cannot socially engineer the changes they want without controlling the number one American TV show on five different networks. The NFL wants to be treated like Richard Sherman of Seattle, so it's going to lift its voice and sing until China's cash registers ring. Wow. Tony Dungy was not a great black football coach. He was a great football coach. Right. I mean, why do we need to celebrate the blackness? I don't know celebrate why. Celebrate the NFL. I don't know why I think about this. That's their league. They can do whatever they want. So 
this boy am i out of what do i do for a living how have i missed out on all of this i to be honest had no idea there was a black national anthem they tried it's called lift every voice and sing Mm -hmm. and it was originally written in 1899 chris there's a version that uh, alicia keys sings Mm -hmm. Their narration by some guy. They were going to do it last year, but because of the pandemic and there weren't going to be any fans in the stands for the majority of the year, they decided not to do it last well, year. Can we hear it? Can um, we play this? There's no copyright on well, this. While, is, you're, is while, you're, while you're looking for it, let me say something. Uh, I want to tell you something. I, I would be very careful as a corporate entity to support Black Lives Matter. Not because I... I certainly believe Black Lives Matter, but at at, at its at, at its heart, have you realized what Black Lives Matter has done most recently? What? Uh, <laughs> the they're reacting to the mass protests in Cuba, okay, by condemning uh, the America for an embargo, and they're in favor of the regime in Cuba. See, those are communist of, of yeah, murderers. I've... I've seen that with Antifa. I did not know that uh, BLM did that. On Wednesday, they put out a statement not to condemn the authoritarian regime in Cuba for violently suppressing the people, but to berate the U.S. for long-existing sanctions on the communist state. Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo, BLM said. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government is at the heart of Cuba's current crisis. Mother of God, this is like Alice in Wonderland. But see, this is what I was going to say before you even started. This is not going to improve. It's only going to cause more problems with we're not getting enough coverage or the Black Lives Matter. They they aren't doing they're not staying true to what they intend, but what people think they intend to do. The statement is completely backwards. The U.S. sanctions Cuba precisely because its communist dictators prevent Cuban people from the right to choose their own government. Yep. Right. Right. I'm, I'm reading seems from un- an editorial in today's seems, Washington Post. Seems highly uneducated, doesn't it? Jeez whiz. <laughs> yeah. Videos like posting. Videos posted on social media show Cubans, young and old, calling for liberty and chanting down with the dictatorship and down with communism. There's a reason they're not crying out more things like, we hate America. You would have to attend a BLM BLM rally for that. The protesters are angry about a lack of food and medicine. But those shortages aren't about U.S. sanctions, which allow humanitarian relief, but the greed and corruption of Cuban government. Yet BLM and the squad, because AOC says the same thing, it's the United States' fault, don't want to admit Cuba has failed because it shows that one-party rule, suppression of dissent, and a Marxist economy always leads to ruin. Boom. Isn't that something? It gets worse. Black Lives Matter then praised Cuba for hiding a cop killer. Cuba has historically demonstrated the solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent, the group wrote, praising it for protecting black revolutionaries like Asada Shakur, also known as Joanne Chisamand, the former Black Panther who fled prison in 1979 while serving life for the execution-style murder of New uh, Jersey State Trooper Werner Forster. Uh, Joanne 
Chessamond and Werner Forster, the the uh, New Jersey trooper she executed. Mm. When will the corporations like Coca-Cola, Nike, and Amazon, and the NFL, uh, that tweet Black Lives Matter, realize that the organization isn't dedicated to fighting racial injustice? It's a Marxist group that believes the United States is so racist that all of society can only be fixed by tearing it down. It's against the free market, our institutions, and our democracy. It believes those who disagree should be censored and re-educated. It thinks all cops are evil, mm. while cop killers are heroes. BLM isn't about racism in America, and it doesn't care about the Cuban government's oppression of its own people. BLM is about making us Cuba. <laughs> that's not me. That's an editorial by Eddie Scarry in, the, uh, in today's New York Post. This is incredible. They, they're, they're praising evil. It's evil. Mm -hmm. with, with the blessing of, apparently, the, the National Football League and its sponsors. This is just Do you amazing. think, though, that enough people that, because we'll, we'll see the bumper stickers, we'll see the signs in people's yards. Do you think enough people are paying close enough to attention to what BLM actually stands for? Or do you think the vast majority of those people that are putting the bumper stickers, putting up the signs, they just are intent on, look at me, I'm in support of a black person's life. That's all it is. And, and uh, the sentiment, of course, is obviously true. Black Lives Matter. Of course. But that if you examine the group and what, well, you don't have to go much beyond this proclamation that they're in favor of Cuba, the dictatorship that runs Cuba. I suppose you can't win with this, can you? Do you want to? No, because if you, if you are, uh, uh, again, I don't care if they play the black national anthem. I don't know why there is reason to. Well, but it's, it's, it's not going to. not my league. It's go no ahead. skin off my. You know, before you um, pick out which ad you're going to do, Joe, Yeah. Um, I would like to point out a little slice of Americana that we all received oh, mm -hmm. uh, via Twitter. I just retweeted it from both the GL account and uh, my personal account. Well, it was to... movie night last night in the beautiful city of, is it pronounced Iota or Aota? Iota. Iota. Iota, Minnesota. They had movie night. Okay. The entire town gathered. Yep. Guess what they projected the movie on? The side of a grain elevator. Really? This photo is so fantastic. Oh, cool. So thank you to uh, Tyrell and Doubting Thomas for putting that up. That is just fantastic. Did, did people go in their cars? Well, look at it. They're all. Well, I can't see, Chris. I'll show I don't it to have you. anything to look at. Rook, okay. Rook jump over here. So there's I'll a bunch up. of people with their lawn chairs. They're on the side of the road. I'm assuming it's a highway. The train tracks are in front of the uh, the grain elevator. And they've got the projection. I, don't, I can't tell what movie that they're watching, but they're projecting it on the side of a grain elevator. Aren't grain elevators round? No, they're all I guess they don't necessarily shapes and sizes. They're they're round. They're, they're, yeah. I'm a city. Never Kenny. mind. No, never mind. You know <laughs> I what? love Before that photo. We, you guys changed the subject too fast. Matthew, I wanted to address something you were bringing up. And that's, we live in a country now with two national anthems. And I, th I think some of what you were saying was a little heavy-handed and, and might make you come sure. off as being insensitive. But wouldn't it be the goal of all people in this country, no matter where you come from, black, white, other, to embrace the flag and the national anthem as ours? There's still people in other countries, Cuba being one of them, fighting and doing everything they can do to get into this country. Right. Yep. And when they get here, they embrace the flag, they embrace the national anthem, they embrace all that because they've lived through in this S-hole 
their whole life, and they're coming from around the world, whether it be Africa, Cuba, Mexico, Central America, um, you name it. The Hmong came over here. We welcomed them all in, and they love this country. So shouldn't we as a nation, instead of looking for uh, different anthems and different flags and this, that, and the other, and I understand you, you, you want to protest, but shouldn't we be trying to bring each other together and lift each other up and support one nation, one flag, one anthem, shouldn't we? Yes. That's what I wanted to say. Okay, and I and you're right, and I think that's what our goal is here. Our goal is to do that. Garage Logic's goal. Stand up for American values. Yes. Well, yeah. Our goal yeah. is to do that, and you know what? We will do it and and acknowledge that people are going to have our differences. We're not all going to agree on everything, but that side doesn't want to do that. That's oh, where no, everybody's no. different. Reverend Tim would say to you. Uh, that many, more than the greatest majority of black Americans I was uh, talking support the American I was talking flag. Democrats. I wasn't even talking African-American people. I'm talking Democrats versus Republicans. The Democrats don't want to give in at all. Oh, they're selling you on the bet on the idea that this is a flawed country. Or that, yes, we can all be one as long as you do what we want. What we tell you to do. Right. Yeah. But, yes, I only want the national anthem at all sports places, just because the games are long enough anyway. Bob Fletcher's in trouble for invoking old memories of cowboy movies, uh, but but John Thompson isn't in trouble. So. Anyway, that's all I had to say, so I'll talk to you guys next time. Um, all right, see you. Thanks, John. Have a good weekend. I'm, I'm yeah. cooked. Appreciate it. I'm fried. See you later. Yeah. He's contributed. Say, have you had taken your summer driving vacation yet, or are you planning one? I have. You have? Yep. Well, I hope you were satisfied with your vehicle. I was. You would have been entirely more satisfied with a vehicle from Schmel's Countryside yeah, Volkswagen in Maplewood on the intersection there, the quadrant of a uh, southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Uh, this is a generational dealership. They don't own 400 stores. This is it. Great brands, Fiat, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo. 0% right now for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles, uh, deals, I'm sorry, vehicles. Except, they have veal at Schmelz? Food yeah, there? It, I didn't it, know they it, had well, food. Well, it's on Highway 61. You run up the ground there. <laughs> like, that doesn't uh, apply to the ID4. The Volkswagen Taos is in stock and it's arriving daily. Uh, currently five ID4s, that's the electric vehicle model, for delivery. 0% for up to 72 months on Fiat's and 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. Uh, great location. It's only 10 minutes uh, east of Minneapolis, 5 minutes north of St. Paul. Schmelz Countryside, Highway 61 and 36. Find out more at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Uh, the happy, what am I going to call them? The happy three stooges, my nephews, coming over this afternoon. Uh, Tyler's going to get on his TTR. He's Yam, Yamaha TTR. Uh, Devin's going to get on the ATV, the Yamaha ATV. And Antonio's going to hop in the Polaris Ranger. And they're all going to have a blast this afternoon. And that's where moonmotorsports.com comes into play. You can find all these items and more. Snowmobiles, too. It all awaits us at Moon Motorsports, located in Monticello. They have the widest brand selection, including Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Yamaha Skidoo, and now Husqvarna. Cool. Moon has the machine to match your riding style. Snow, dirt, 
street, it doesn't matter. They're the best trained power sports outfitters in our area, and they're ready, willing, and able to help us accessorize and take our machines to the next level. July 31st, save the date. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. That's when Moon Motorsports is hosting their first annual Moon Motorsports Heritage and Vintage Motorcycle Show brought to us in partnerships uh, partnerships? Yeah, sure, whatever, uh, with VJMC Minnesota. For more information and to find your dream machine and your permagrin, log on to moonmotorsports.com. Yep, played the wrong one. There you go. <laughs> Boy, it better have been raining hard in uh, Detroit. Yes, did not play two today. Uh, they uh, they they're kind of jammed up. And after that, after those two phony postponements, they had one one here and one in Chicago. I can't wait to hear the whining about all the seven any double headers we have to play. Yeah, and and wait till next year because according to Commissioner Manfred, uh, we're going to go back to nine innings. And we're not going to put a runner on second base in the 10th. Good. So. Good. So uh, we're going to make them play like real men. Mm-hmm. Men play baseball, <laughs> not a bunch of seven-inning wussies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Have you got to see much of the Open? Not a lot. I was out working on something this morning, but I'm uh, I'm now watching it, and I want to know how Louis Oosthuizen, for basically disappearing for eight years, has reemerged. As the best player on the planet, Isn't how does that, that happen? happen? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. I mean, all three majors, he's uh, he's been what second, uh, third, second, or second, second. He, he in the PGA, he kind of faded a little bit at the end. He's second in the Open, and now he's uh, leading this thing. But I don't know. Did he just make that putt? I haven't. Yeah. We can't get it on TV in here, violating my policy of always allowing golf majors to be on television. Yes. Yes, that's true, but uh, this place doesn't look like it's had any wind blowing, and that, of course, uh, that of course, pretty much determines whether the winning score is going to be four under or twenty under on these courses. Is St. George's the on the? Is Royal St. George's on the rotation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been quite a quite a while. Uh, it's been they've been they played it quite a bit, and man, the sky is as blue as it. Yeah, it's yeah. a lovely day today. Sandwich, nice sandwich, about, England. Nice Sandwich, England? sandwich, England. Is that where they it invented the sandwich? The, I don't know. Must be on some water. That's I think that's well, where would, the sandwich comes from. It would the be Earl the ocean. Sandwich, <laughs> like sandwiches. I think that's where it comes from. Huh. Yeah, the Earl of Sandwich. So, did you see that we're going to have to spend thirty-three million to update the scoreboard at uh, at uh, Target Field? I saw that they're getting a new scoreboard. I didn't uh, pry into the details. Well, you know, I went out because I say, the hell with them. Give them back the Twinsogram and tell them you're not getting any more public money. Right? The Twinsogram. Yeah. Remember so the Twinsogram? I did an investigative yes. piece. I, I was out investigating what made the Twinsogram work, Joe. Oh, yeah? Uh, you know, in 21 years at Met Stadium, they never changed the technology for the Twinsogram. No. Nope. I'm, I'm writing a column about it tomorrow. They had 64 little boards 
where you had to punch each letter or exclamation point into uh, it, it, on individual. Each board represented one character. Eight characters, eight lines were the maximum, 64. And, of course, if we wanted excitement, we didn't yell at the crowd and put videos on the board. We just added a couple of exclamation points. <laughs> Good enough. Our, Good enough. And I, I just looked it up. Carew got three exclamation points when he went over 100, 400. Wow. Yeah. Is this, this is the Twins of Grammar would say, uh, welcome to uh, today to the Dairy Association or yes, something? Right. Yeah, Stuff all like right. That. This I had to, to be a... Fellas, I talked to one of the fellows today who operated it the last eight years there. They could not see what they had typed. <laughs> they could not see what they had typed. They're in a little room up there. With a chain smoker, by the way. (laughs) George Hansen was the guy who called balls and strikes from up there. And George liked his luckies, apparently. So, uh, but they were up there in this little room. Had to climb a 20-foot ladder to get in it. And, uh, that you know, that's functioned greatly at Met Stadium for 21 years. Now, entering year 13... We have to spend $33 million to update this scoreboard. And you know what the main reason is? What? So the fans, the fans like to see themselves on this. So those, you know who's not oh going to like God. this? Those dorks who propose at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And it's always some guy who's trying to overachieve. Mm-hmm. It's like Reavers with his wife. You know? <laughs> yeah, some, right. some dweeb with a, who got a good-looking girl to go out with him twice and now he's trying to embarrass her into saying yes by proposing on that on the ballpark what they should do is go back to like the scoreboard at wrigley field where there's guys in there right and windows that open right but they pop out don't they same as fenway Fenway too too. yep that's what they had go back to that had a guy they had uh uh they they ran the uh, they had other boards that they had to run for the uh, changes of pitch. They gave you the changes of pitchers, Kenny. These guys don't yeah. give you the change of pitchers. You got to see right. the change of pitchers. You'd be looking at a game and Detroit to change pitchers twice, and you'd say, "Oh, something's going on in the fifth inning." And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, bring back the Twins gram The hell with this damn thirty-three million dollars. Say, Roycey, I've got something for you here. Until yesterday, my only Chipper Jones knowledge came from this and Sports Talk. Hit it, Chris. Hey, Chipper. Hey, Chipper, you suck. (laughs) Yesterday, or earlier this week, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had Chipper Jones on his podcast, and they aired it on one of the NBC uh, cable channels. And it was fascinating. Chipper told a bunch of great stories about getting kicked out of games, getting brushed back, who he, uh, pitchers he could sass, pitchers he couldn't. So if you get a chance and you've got some downtime, you've got to look up the Dale Jr. podcast uh, because he did an hour with Chip, and it was really good. It was fascinating. Good stuff. And yeah, I learned Chipper yeah. is not as dumb as he looks because he well, looks like Chipper's a meathead. But Southern boy, too. He probably was a big yeah. NASCAR fan of. So. He was, yeah, yeah, he was, yep, yep. But it was really Speaking good. I enjoyed racing, it. I was up at Brainerd for two days. I did a piece today. They got uh, 
They're, uh, they just spent 400000 for a new pit uh, of asphalt, big asphalt area, so they could get the super bikes back at the end of the month. First time in 17 good. years. Good, so, good, good. Because those things, they're doing, Pat, they're doing a buck 80 into that first corner. It's unbelievable. Cow. It's really yes. cool. Yeah. I think that's the one that uh, a guy's uh, 12-year-old kids would like to go to, right? And see them damn near kill themselves on every turn. Right? So. Just stay. I can tell you I've partied in that infield. If you're a parent, keep your kids within eyesight at all times because well, weird things happen really there. there a, don't let them go up on, on there alone until they're at least 15. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd, I'd push that back to 35 if I were a parent. <laughs> Hey, Pat, did they also call off the uh, second game of the doubleheader? Yes. Yeah, they rained them both out. Well, I'm looking at radar. What if What if it's clear at 7 o'clock? These well, idiots will have blown another one. Yeah, well, they don't want the poor guys to stay at the ballpark all day and not have a game, you know. they, they could, I mean, they're... They, that'd be too hard on them, you're right. Go home and, <laughs> we wanted the fellas to go home and rest. Ah, that'd be too hard on them. Yeah, we yeah, want to... They just had... They have to recover from the four days of rest they just had, right? <laughs> they have to recover from the rest. I got to take a vacation from the vacation. <laughs> yes. Well, Say, we didn't uh, comment. We didn't comment. We haven't had a chance to comment with each other on uh, the departure of Suter and Parisi. What do you think of that? Wow. Yeah. Uh, nobody saw the Suter one coming because he actually played good this year. Yep. He played pretty well. Yeah. But. Uh, this Garen is, uh, if you're not, I think if uh, you don't say how high when uh, the coach or Garen tells you to jump, you're in trouble with this operation. They want they want that all for one. They want the good room, I think. And uh, Suter, I think Suter was a guy when uh, he just, you know, he had his own way of doing things, and uh, he just liked to irritate you, I guess, and Parisi, I don't know what, I just, think they don't think he he was worth it anymore but you know the next two years it doesn't cost them that much as far as salary cap but then three and four years out oof what are the chances what are the chances parisi or Souter or both could end up with the kraken the seattle club well they could sign there now because they're not uh they're they're free agents now yeah they're free agents and they don't have to uh be uh Drafted, but they they got the Lywicki, uh, you know, I don't know Lywicki, what he thinks of them, but they got that connection. So, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll end up someplace. That's, Do the Kraken start play this fall? Do the Kraken yes. start yeah. this year? What is a Kraken again? Is it a bird? It's a sea monster. Sea monster? I think, mm-hmm. yeah. isn't it? It's a giant octopus. Yeah. I, I hope they go on 82 <laughs> myself with that nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and 82. Oh, and 82. Kraken. Well, Kraken is not... This is America. This isn't some (laughs) sea monster from Denmark, for God's sake. This is the United States What is it, Rook? K-R-A-K-E-N. A legendary sea monster of gigantic size. Hmm. Yes, and where does he come from? The Uh, bottom of the ocean. No, Uh, no, Davy Davy Jones' locker. (laughs) (laughs) He comes from a foreign country. He ain't ours. We don't have any Kraken. Yes, according to... uh, uh, okay. Uh, is it real? According to the Norse sagas, the Kraken is. dwells off the coasts of Norway and Greenland oh and boy. terrorizes nearby sailors. 
Really? Yep. I'm with yep. Pat then. This is America. It's a uh, <laughs> right, yeah. big giant if squid. Any, if, if Scandahoovians, if we wanted Scandahoovians, it should have been here. They should have been the crack in here. Right? Mm-hmm. Not out there. They could, Let's trade them nicknames. You can have the wild one. We'll take the Kraken. Who it built says, them? Uh, who built them the, their new building? Wait, the king of Norway in 1672. His last name was Kraken. King Phil McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Good that was good. That is funny. He's a child. Joel's going to break his you, neck. Your, your chuckle was okay. It was enough for me you. on this one. What did TK tell you? Know your limitations. Know your limitations, rookie. Know your limitations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even insulting. He was just it was just TK delivery. Did Phil have a brother? Yeah. Do they have the do they have the uh, glamorous new building in Seattle? They must. Oh God, yes, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, supposed to be something uh, something special. I tell you one thing: after all the abuse Gary Bettman got, he's got Las Vegas, and uh, he's got Las Vegas and Seattle, and the NBA's got Oklahoma City and Memphis. Mm-hmm. You know? That was uh, pretty uh, pretty sharp uh, maneuvering by the uh, commissioner there to get those two cities on their side first before anybody else. Yeah. Well, lad, hold uh, on. Yeah. I cannot believe we spent an entire segment with Patrick and you guys didn't even bring up the twentieth anniversary of. Um, All right, so there you have it. Mom's defending uh, the guy. <laughs> what? Oh, Let's yes. Have- wasn't it it's been 20? Weren't you out there in 01, Pat, covering the British Open? Yes. When was the PGA? I think it's 02. I think the PGA was here. Oh, it was 02. It was right? 02. It was Darn it. P- it was the year the PGA was here. Yeah. But what the hell? It's the 19 year anniversary. So we'll celebrate the 20th next right. year. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So our math was off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joe's telling him to keep guys, turning around. You guys have had too much fun with this for 19 years. Oh. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. You, got, you see how Pat just carries the show? Yeah. I do. I see you. Yeah. See you, Patrick. I'll see you. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. Uh, EcoFun. What do you got, Kraken? Well, they've got the great stuff, but they're breaking my heart. Uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. They already have the back to school. Tim, sale. we love you, but this Why is too soon. Oh, but Why do you have to call it that? What tremendous deals, though. Bentelli scooter. Now, that's different than the Bentelli e bike. These are those 49cc oh, okay. scooters yep. that turn every urban or campus errand into an adventure, and you can park them where you park a bike, and then you're not paying any pricey parking fees, and you're going to go about 75 miles on one tank of gas. Bintelli, man, uh, take advantage of the lowest prices of the year with EcoFund's back-to-school sale on Bintelli scooters starting at just $10.99, $1,099. That is an amazing bargain. Yeah, it is. Those are really cool-looking scooters. Uh, if you want the green transportation solution, of course, they've got the full line of the lightweight, dependable electric Bentelli e-bikes. EcoFund specializes in economical, fun transportation at prices for everyone's budget. And uh, right now, I, I, take, they, I look at the inventory. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, it's at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake or online at EcoFundMotorsports.com. It's right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't mean to do that. What in the heck? This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. 
I know this isn't live radio, but I have to make note of this. Guys, there's a house blocking westbound 94 Say what? At, Weaver, at Weaver Lake Road a right now. You can, you can check it out on my uh, Twitter account. I'm going right now. It looks like a single wide, and it's it's blocking it's blocking all of, well, not all of, uh, traffic is getting by on the shoulder, but it's in the middle of that construction zone. Look at that. It's a house. It's a house. It's just surreal. Um, it's all about location, 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 location. And I'm talking Maple Grove Lock and Safe right here. I want you to get this address down. You can do it. Just open your phone up and type it into your map app. 69, you know what? It's easy enough to remember. Never mind that. Just remember this. 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Suite 106. That's in Maple Grove, and that's the new location of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, the web address, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Brand new location, better access, awesome goods, locks, safes, everything you need to keep the valuables secure. And even better than this new location is the discount that Rich, the owner, is throwing at us for July. 10% off. So you can stop in, say hi to Rich, look around, say, hey, nice new digs, Rich. How much this cost you? Chew the fat a while, ask a whole bunch of safe questions. Uh, act like you're interested when he's uh, answering you, um, and 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 mention Liberty Safe. Ask him about Liberty Safe. I, I should have mentioned it already because it's the best safe ever made. It's made right here in the United States of America. You've heard people doing endorsements for Liberty Safe for years. It's it's the top, top of the line, and with 10% off, you can't go wrong. New location, Liberty Safes, 10% off. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Tim writes, this year we attended the biggest 4th of July parade in South Dakota, which occurs in one of its tiniest towns. Cranzburg, South Dakota, has a population of 150. But on Independence Day, its population swells to 5,000. Wow. Participants and spectators come from miles around, and the parade lasts for more than an hour. There obviously is not enough parking to accommodate this huge crowd, so you are allowed to simply pull over on county roads and park your car. If you arrive late, you may have to walk up to a mile to get into town. Whoa. So why do so many people converge on Cranzburg for the 4th of July? There are a couple of reasons. The parade is officially kicked off when the fireworks commissioner rolls out a huge string of firecrackers down the three blocks of St. Mary Street, the main drag in this small town. The explosion of more than 100,000 firecrackers sets the proper tone and leaves the sweet scent of gunpowder in the air. The 4th of July is usually one of the hottest days of the year, so to prevent dehydration, parade participants are allowed to have beer kegs on their floats <laughs> and hand out free beer to the crowd as they pass by. Awesome. Cool. This year, one float was throwing out cans of beer just so they could see the explosions when the tops popped. <laughs> as you may have guessed, Kranzberg was founded by German immigrants who are not morally opposed to including beer in their celebrations. The cattleman float tosses out beef sticks, and other floats give out popsicles for the kids or hot dogs that have been cooked on a diesel engine. What I found truly refreshing this year was what we didn't see. Not a single T-shirt of any political persuasion. We saw no Trump shirts, no Biden shirts, no MAGA shirts, no BLM shirts. There may have been some among 5,000 people, but we didn't see any. It was simply people having a good time together. Despite its tiny population, Kranzberg retains the five essentials of modern small-town life. Let's see. Let's see if you guys can get this. The, what, the okay. five? You the said? five essentials of small-town life. 
Number in one. In America. Uh, fireworks. Uh, well, I'm going to count that. Okay. Yeah. Flying the flag. Uh, oh, that's a good one. No, I don't see that on this list. Wheelbarrows full of meth. I mean, no. a ton <laughs> no. of them. Oh, no. no, not meth. No. Oh. no. A church. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. A post office. Yep. Yep. A supper club. All right. Yep. They've got yep. the um, Tip Top oh Tavern a and Jeffrey Supper Club. A saloon. S- no, 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 no. Four saloon. Saloon. So far. saloon. And a fireworks store. Nice. That is uh, fantastic. You will find Cranzburg straight west of the Twin Cities on Highway 212. It's only 20 miles from the Minnesota border, but remains a world apart. It's right by Watertown, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that neat? So I'm telling you guys, I said this last year, South Dakota during the 4th of July, there is nothing better than being out there for the 4th. It is fantastic. But they have tree inequity. That's true. That is true. There's not enough tree cover. That's true. Uh we're, did we do a show at the at the uh, True Value Hardware in St. Francis? Oh, yeah. yes. That was a few years ago. A couple ago. years ago. Yeah, that's where we got the um, the bench. That's right. The GL bench. Those guys were awesome, by the way. That bench might make an appearance at the Minnesota State Fair this year. Really? Well, Stu reports that he spotted the GL flag flying in front of the St. Francis True Value. Nice. Excellent. Why can't I remember those guys' Why didn't names? you make 50,000 flags? Why didn't you pay for it? Well, I, <laughs> I can't pay for everything. That's true. Uh, there, you already do. There are plans in the work. Plans in the work. In the work. In the work. In the work. Uh, plans in the works to have even more flags available at the Minnesota State Fair oh, because yeah. GL will be at the fair many days. Father Jengdahl just sent out a. Uh, I tweeted that one out. Dave's oh, yes. Barbershop in yeah, Chatfield, Minnesota. Is flying the GL well, it was flag. funny because when you sent that, I asked everybody off the sh- uh, when we weren't recording. I said, "Why well, was rookie down in Chatfield?" And then it was it pointed is. out to me, "It's down by Harmony Spirits." Oh, okay. That's gotcha. why I asked that question. Got it. Because I know if you Father were in Jandall Chatfield, was probably going to Harmony he probably Spirits. Probably was. <laughs> See, I did something. Uh, I suppose it would be considered very euphorian, but it made a lot of sense to me. When we get a heavy rain, it overflows. Uh, my garage. Oh, yep. I have a feeling this could be good. And and so, I took a bucket out where it was where a spout was. Yes. From the seat from yeah. the roof, and filled yeah. the bucket. And then wow. I used that to water the stuff that was in the front Look yard. At that. A makeshift. Uh, what do you call rain those? Barrel. Rain barrel. I love rain. What's barrels. wrong with that? No, I think it's neat. Oh. Yeah. Why I, not I use can't. nature's gift? Yeah, I, I can't uh, rip you. That's yeah. a good idea. So, yeah. did it? When did it dawn upon you? Like, what was the what was the moment where you said, "I got to grab a bucket"? What was the awakening? What? Yeah. What? When did it click? Uh, garage door was open. Garage door was open. There we go. And Still I, raining. And I, oh, downpour. And uh, I thought I should be capturing that. And I almost waited too long. It was just starting to slow down a little by the time I got my bucket under there. Got it. And then but I filled it. What did you water? Well, she's got stuff out there. You, you know, just put them out there. Summer flowers. Begonias. And, and, okay, yeah. Begonias. Yeah, that's what Joe said. i got to yeah. water the begonias. begonias. <laughs> yeah. And then was the hood up on the... Uh... Absolutely. Unfortunately, Absolutely. due to the excess amount of rain combined with Joe's watering of the begonias, they have drowned they it out drowned. and are now dead. <laughs> right, no, turning, they don't, they're, they're under a... The leaves are turning yellow. They're under an eve. They don't get water. So that's oh, why I, I captured the water. There you go. Oh, and, well, uh, I really, 
That's a good story, Joe. Your life you got off, any more like that? Your life off the air is just is just pretty thrilling. exciting. It's a nonstop it's really, thrill just, ride. Yeah. Just exciting. Get back on the roller coaster. Here <laughs> Maybe, we go. Maybe uh, next time, run that by us uh, off the air uh, before you trot that one out. I that would was, like I, to have I, a rain barrel. That was yeah. almost as good as my story yesterday about the no, hiccups. that wasn't a very good story. No, it wasn't? Okay. That wasn't that was a good you had hiccups. You can acquire yeah. a ready-made rain barrel in, in Minneapolis. You don't have to make one yourself. Well, I'm sure you, you could. You can do that with all the connections yes. and fittings and all no, that. I'm sure they do. They wow. have to. It's just they probably just have a plastic. I don't know if they have the wood ones. You know what of, he, no, no, no. Some of them are molded plastic that look like they're wood. Yeah, pretty cool. Actually. Oh yeah. You know what you have yeah. on your hands? A project. I do. Yeah, you gotta. You can run around and go find one. Why are you going to the hardware store this time? Well, I gotta see if they got a rain barrel. Right. right. You're going to walk around. Yeah. Grand and Dale. Yeah. As long as I'm in there. Why yeah. Not? My favorite. My favorite for those suits is I. Uh, I tell tell the roommate when I get back. Well, they didn't have one. At Frats on Lake Street, so I had to go over to Frats in St. Paul, and <laughs> then they directed me up to Frats in White Bear, and the next thing you know, I'm at Frats in, in Minnetonka, Eden Prairie, even though, <laughs> right. even though I got it at the first place. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's, that's like the real mechanical value of time. You know, it doesn't take long to put on a license plate, but you can make it take long. Right. Yes. Right. As long as you have the right tool. Speaking of which, I have to put my tabs on. That's a project. <laughs> the day's oh just God. piling up. Well, I don't know I'm what to really do. Feeling sad do you, you do this? Look at the, look at the monitor, Joe. Do you do this before you put them on? Yep. Got to give her the old the thumb, thumb lick. Wipe the plate oh, off. I clean it put off. Her sure. Yeah. yeah, clean it off. What are you going to do? Why don't we come back with a Friday scramble? Well, first of all, you forgot something crucial. Huh? You were mentioning the five essential needs. Yeah. Of of, of American life, of yeah. small town American life. You you forgot. One. You we forgot one. one. Town meat. ball. Meat. Meat. Oh, you mean like Grunhoff? Come on. Oh, wow, look at him go. You need no. a butcher shop in a small town. Oh, that's right. Hugo is a small town. <laughs> there you go. The legendary home of Grunhoffer's old-fashioned meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that reference almost knocked him to the ground. But the new it? one is open now in Forest Lake. And, uh, to I gotta make a run. I gotta see the new spot. To celebrate, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is giving away a new Weber grill. That's mm. at the Forest Lake store only. Come in for the brats, the burgers, the steaks, and get a grill. This is deck season, man. Patio season, cabin season. Grunhofer's will make your gathering that much more tasty. The store, the new store, is across the street from the Quick Trip on Highway 97. That's also 208th Street. Uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is right on that corner but of course the original and dearly beloved store the new one will become just as dearly beloved but the original and dearly beloved stores on the highway of love and meat highway 61 mm. right at the north end of hugo a small town that probably has a church a post office a saloon mm -hmm. a supper club a fireworks store and grunhofer's old-fashioned meats Scramble time. Finally. <laughs> Thank God today is Friday. T T G T I. Is it part A? Friday. It ain't part B, because we're swinging into part A. <laughs> Everybody now, here it is. It's the scramble! One thing we missed on our list, fella, well, we missed Grundhoffers for the small town list. And I don't care where you're at in the entire world, you got to add coffee. Oh, good point. And yeah. coffee yeah. beans from the coffee grounds in Eau Claire. It doesn't matter where you are because 
you can have these beans shipped to you from thecoffeegrounds.com. We've got our own blends there, actually. Krabby Coffee Shop blend, GL blend, Spoon Lake blend, and seriously, the best decaf I've ever roasted. It does not taste like decaf. The Johnny Height Guitar blend, you can order it all online, have it shipped right to your front door. I actually stopped into the coffee grounds in Eau Claire about a month ago, and, and it was going to be one of those deals where you walk in, you're in for five minutes or so, you spend two, three bucks, and you get out of there, right? Well, an hour later, I strolled out of there with coffee beans, a fresh cup of French roast, four different packs of the best Wisconsin. You know they age cheese for up to five years? Really? Oh, you should taste this stuff. It's amazing. Limburger? No, not Limburger, but uh, pretty much everything. Well, they might have it, but I'm not down with that. American? A four-pack of coffee stout that they brewed in their own in-house brewery, and what I loved, four different kinds of root beer. Uh, So it was wonderful. I even got a cigar and some honey out of there. Uh, it's a great place. They serve hot meals. You can get whatever you need. You can get stuff you didn't know you needed at the coffee grounds. But most importantly, you can get coffee delivered anywhere in the world from thecoffeegrounds.com. Okay, Rook, food question. Well, go, Joe. You know blue cheese. I were blue cheese fans. Yes, very. What is the difference between blue cheese and Roquefort? I do not know. Oh. Because I always... Has I always, he been stumped? There's a distinction, but I don't know what that is. But they're they're very similar. They're basically the same thing. What is it? What I Joe, thought. Now Roque, I want to know. Roquefort. I think it would be R O C K Q. No, it's Q. R O Q. Roquefort. Q U E F O R T. All right. Yeah. Roquefort is a sheep milk cheese from southern France and is one of the world's best known blue cheeses. So there you go. It's sheep milk. It's a form of blue cheese. But it's sheep milk, not cow. Is blue cheese cow? I would assume so. I would I would guess. I'm going to look there, Roquefort. too. Roquefort is delicious. It, oh, it man. looks like a piece of a chocolate chip ice cream cake. I know. The yes. picture of it right yeah. here, that's what it yeah. looks like. I'm going to have to look. Uh, try to find some. Hey, can you regale uh, us? The best blue, the best, well, I would say the best salad blue cheese dressing is what Lunds and Byerly's put out. Could Aside you, from Tanucci's. Could you, re, speaking of cheese, Joe, the GLers always like to go in the Wayback Machine. Could you regale us with the time where you were tasked with buying cheese and uh, you uh, he walked out with a. came back with a spare tire of it? It was a big wheel. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I rolled it to the car. Right. What did she say? She that said, go get co- some cheese, yeah. right? Here's that had to be cheese. like a eight, 120 bucks, right? That was a very expensive. <laughs> Everyone grab a slice on the way home. <laughs> my, the roommate is a bit of a cheese snob, so I've always, you know, so I, I have to sneak my Velveeta into the house, and oh. she doesn't oh, want to see it. God. But I'm over at the coffee grounds, and they have these slices, these chunks of white aged cheddar. Oh, mm. boy. And I thought I was eating some pretty good cheddar before, but this five-year-old white cheddar that I got from the coffee grounds, my God, it changed my life. Blue cheese is believed to have been discovered by accident when cheeses were stored in caves with naturally controlled temperature and moisture levels, which happened to be favorable environments for many varieties of harmless mold. According to legend, one of the first blue cheeses, Roquefort, was discovered when a young boy eating bread and used milk cheese abandoned his meal in a nearby cave after seeing a beautiful girl in the distance. When he returned months later, the mold had transformed his cheese into Roquefort. Only undefeated. 
Undefeated. Only. Even beats a good piece of blue cheese. a boy. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our friend Tom Lyman, they must be on the move again. Yeah. In 1817, on this day. This day? While charting the Mississippi River for the U.S. Army on the site of present-day St. Paul, Major Stephen H. Long came across a cavern known to local Dakota people as Inyan Tipi. Settler, settler colonists came to call it Fountain Cave. The cave, located a few blocks west of present-day Randolph Avenue near Shepherd Road, had many curious rooms and cold crystal spring. Uh, Lewis Cass and Henry Rowe Schoolcraft visited the cave on August 2nd, 1820, and Schoolcraft, noting the number of names written on the walls, commented that the cave was a popular site for tourists. Later, Pig's Eye Perrant operated a saloon inside the cave. Uh, saloon. Saloon. In, 18, in 1955, the cave would be filled in during construction of the Archer Daniels Midland Elevator in Shepherd Road. And on this day, this day. in 1858, yeah. the state seal was adopted. <laughs> Modifying the territorial seal, the design includes the slogan Etoile du Nord, Star of the North, it's and depicts a, a white man plowing eastward and looking over his shoulder at a Native American man on horseback riding towards the setting sun. Minor changes have been made to the seal since then, including the addition of Norway pines in the background and a shift of the Native American man's route so that he rides towards the farmer. Hmm. What about the seal? Ah, it's just a little ice cream. That's right. And on this day... (laughs) He's getting some car work done. (laughs) On this day... Shut up, Reavers. On this day in 1892, William K. Corky Finney yes. was sworn in as St. Paul's chief of police, the first African-American to hold the position. What kind of car? Uh, monkey even, car. Monkey got an old even, kind of car. Even funnier than the punchline is Such ignoring it and <laughs> just wishing, through. wishing he hadn't heard it. Tom oh. Lyman also has a million-dollar idea. Okay. On the July 15 podcast. That was yesterday. That's right. Thank you. 652. I, I got it. Got it. You discussed Asian carp. The silver carp, you said, were the ones that jump, fly out of the water, injuring boaters. My million-dollar idea is, on rivers with silver carp, charge shooters with shotguns to sit along the riverbank while a boater in a well-protected-from-the-shot boat mm. runs up and down the river uh, when the silver carp fly, the shooters try and shoot them. The dead, injured silver carp ends up being chum for the other fish. That is some hillbilly hygiene. That's some yeah. hillbilly activity. How are you going to have a boat that will protect you from hillbillies on the shore shooting fish? I, th- I thought when I read that, I thought even better. Somebody standing up in the bow like George Washington, yeah. one foot up on top with a shotgun, and then you <laughs> shoot them as her. And we all time. know the origin of jumping fish, don't we? Fishy, fishy, fishy! Sesame Street. Ernie would call. And they it's, would jump in the boat. We all right know that. Got, yeah. You still got the rooster that keeled over? Oh, I do. That was one of my favorite sound bites ever. This was a a rooster that crows so hard he would actually he would actually pass, pass out. out. Yeah. I think I have it right here. Joe, uh, 
find can a way I to favor, make that your ringtone. Huh? Can I can I favor you with a story about uh, my life in the in the country and hearing some uh, hearing some coyotes howling while laying in bed? No, grab no. Me. Hey, Here's you better Kenny save that for the debut edition from the, the crappy coffee, coffee shop news. <laughs> oh, we were talking about cheeses. I found this note, too. Cheese and crackers. This was, Cheese and rice. This was for Kenny. Uh, oh, shoot. Where did it go? Where did it go? I just had it here. Here we go. Uh, Velveeta is a cheese product made by the Kraft Foods Company, which consists of a blend of cheese and other dairy products, along with emulsifying salts. These emulsifiers both hold the product together and also assist in smooth melting. So there you go. Kenny sent me Kenny sent me something very neat yesterday from his local paper up there on this day in history. Hmm. Uh, It's from July third, nineteen oh one. Butch and Sundance's uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids Wild Bunch pulled off one last great robbery: a holdup of the Great Northern Coast Flyer. Uh, train near Wagner, Montana. After dividing the estimated take of $65,000, man, that's a lot of money back then, the Wild Bunch split up forever. Butch and Sundance realized Outlaw Way was dying, and the pair, accompanied by Etta Place, the Sundance kid's common-law wife, headed for the greener pastures of Argentina in the movie, I think it was Bolivia. America's Two most daring outlaws had decided to start life anew as sheep ranchers, and when they set sail for South America, the 19th century spirit of the untamed West departed with them. But it also notes that 120 years ago, the Great Northern Express car wrecked by robbers in in Montana a few days ago was hauled through Evansville on the night train. It showed the effects of the dynamite, several large holes on sides, roof, and floor. The express car had been robbed of forty grand uh, in bank notes and $500 in money. A number of passengers and crew were injured. $5,000 reward offered to capture the robbers. $65,000 in roughly 1900 is worth $2.1 million in Isn't today's. Isn't something? Yeah. And Butch in Sundance, I, I ended up going down the rabbit hole. Uh, they were the only two that got away. The rest of them were all arrested by winter because they were trying to spend these banknotes that were like money, as good as money, but actually banknotes from a bank in Montana. And uh, this was James J. Hill's uh, railroad that they robbed, central Montana. And uh, what else was I going to tell you about it? I guess that's all I have. I'd like to. Anyway, those... No, you're going to tell about coyotes. You're going to tell something about no, coyotes. No, we we've heard that already. Oh. Thank you, GLR. I'd like to point one thing out. How, uh, I hope how it's brief. Why it is. Why Why is it that I'm not allowed to wear my awesome um, Louisville Bats minor league baseball hat, but rookies allowed to wear that? I've been wearing it the whole show. No, you haven't. You just put it on. <laughs> I did, didn't I? It's a bandana. I was looks, trying to like, trick you and things. Looks, <laughs> looks like, what's the guy from Poison? Brett Michaels. Yeah. You look like one of those bankers that ride Harley Davidsons on the weekend. That's what you look like. Yeah, that's what he looks or like. Or a dentist that rides the Harley on the weekend. Let's go, Ross. He, he's a lawyer, Boom. a lawyer during the week. Yep. And he's a dum dum during the day. Speaking of dum dums, if you want to see more of uh, dum dums, you can go to Garage Logic or uh, YouTube. Thank you. And subscribe to the Garage Logic page on YouTube. That's a channel. You can see all the silly stuff going on, and it's very entertaining. And if you're looking for other podcasts, we've got a great place that's housed here. It's called PodMN. You can check that app on your smartphone or go to PodMN.com if you're looking for other podcasts that might tickle your audio fancy. Thanks, Braz.
Let's do this. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs>